Hello and welcome back to the Movie Clubhouse podcast. Today, what do we have on the agenda if not our Ahsoka episode 6 after talk? Man, we just finished this episode and it was crazy. Much over expectations because we didn't think after episode 5 last week that it could get any better. But it did. It certainly did. This episode was a banger. We don't know where to start, so we're just gonna ramble on. This episode was such a great one, mainly because it had such a fine line of thread when it comes to story. If episode 5 was great when it comes to mainly contents, this episode was extra good when it comes to story. It had some great content as well, but the story was extra splendid, if you would put it like that. This episode starts off with Ahsoka and Yu Yang riding in the Purgle or the Space Wave as we saw in the end of episode 5. And Ahsoka is not featured in this episode more, rather in the, only in the first scene that lasts for a couple of minutes. Then there is no Ahsoka for the rest of the show. And that's a bit weird because there is the Ahsoka series. And it, here it comes in that you feel that this is really a kind of a sequel to Star Wars Rebels. It's not just an Ahsoka show. But there was not that much Ahsoka in this episode, but that's fine because it was still great. Would it have been better with some more Ahsoka? Maybe, but it was fine without her as well because we got so much other great stuff. This episode was titled uh, something like Far Far Away and it started off with Yu Yang telling a story to Ahsoka but we didn't get to hear this story because after he started telling the story we got the title screen and then we switched over to Sabine Wren and Balan Skull and Shin and Morgan Elspeth in their uh, space ring traveling through hyperspace to probably get to Tron because that's exactly what they did. They finally arrived at this other galaxy and on another planet which was really cool designed. This new planet that they arrive on is some kind of wasteland and what do we not see on that planet if not was it Night Sisters? We think it was Night Sisters. Or there are some kind of ancient witches, or great mothers, I think they are called, on this new planet, in this far, far away galaxy. I think they are some, not relatives, but some, they are related to Morgan Elspeth in some way. And they seem to be night sisters of, not that to me, but that me, that to me, something, something like that, something similar to that. And they are so cool. We see them do some magic and they seem to be an integral part of the story going forward because we see them later again uh, further down in the episode. But they finally arrive in this new galaxy. This place where Tron should be exiled. And so much stuff happens on this planet in this like 48 minutes long episode. Which is also again a perfect length for a Star Wars episode. When you feel like all the time, 48 minutes, when you feel like all the time you are enjoying watching it. Not like there are some scenes that feel slow or that 
are just a little bit boring, but when you enjoy watching something all the time, then you know it's really great. That should be the case also for two hour and three hour movies, but that's a little bit harder because they have to go a little bit up and down in pace. And this episode did that too, but I just want to say that it felt great watching it all the time. Skipping forward a bit, we see them land at this big like castle surrounded by some big ancient statues, and that's where they will meet these great mothers or witches. And later on, we finally see Tron appear. Tron comes down with his big star destroyer, and he has some weird ass clone army that looks something like regular stormtrooper. I mean, stormtroopers merged with samurais, and he has some general called Enoch or something like that. They look really cool designed. And then we see the final entrance of Tron. It looks great. It's so epic. It's so menacing. I feel, however, that his entrance could have been more hyped or more hyped when it came down to it. It has been hyped for a long time, but it wasn't that epic when it finally came down to it. He just walked down his Star Destroyer, basically, surrounded by the clone army. It wasn't bad in any way, but it could have been better if you ask me. But that's just a minor thing I noticed. Then we finally get to see Tron, played by Lars Mikkelsen, I think, yes. Who also played or did a voice to him in Clone Wars. He looks not perfect, but he looks great still. He speaks with this really menacing but wise voice, which sounds really scary actually. He does the voice work really great. I don't know if I loved the overall look of him in live action. His suit was a little bit weird, it kind of seemed like a little bit puffed up, like he was... But that was maybe just his type of suit, I guess. Because he, he he looked like he was a little bit like Baymax from Big Hero 6, almost. That felt a little bit weird, but that's also fine. And we also get some scenes with Sabine Wren and Tron, and they have some menacing chemistry, some scary, not scary talk, they don't have that, but they have some, some discussion going on, and then they let Sabine go up off uh, searching for Ezra on this planet because he doesn't seem to be withdrawn in the Star Destroyer. He is down somewhere on this wasteland planet. And we then see Sabine get away searching for Ezra and we see her get this kind of dog similar creature that she rides on and it has some of the funniest scenes or scenes that I have seen in the Star Wars series yet, even when counting in some of the Grogu and Mando scenes. Because this creature behaves like a dog and it kind of looks like a big dog. And Sabine and this dog creature has some really funny scenes together. And it's really cute actually. It's nice to have this contrast with some cute scenes in addition to these menacing scenes with Tron and the Night Sisters, etc. But we then see Sabine go on to fight some bandits, and then she's also followed by Balen Skull and Shin. But we don't get to see that much more of that. They follow her through this episode, and that's probably gonna go on for the next episode. 
but Sabine then finds some other type of creature that looks like a turtle, or tur- there are many, multiple instances of them. They look like turtles with rocks for shells. And they look so cute. And then they like take Sabrine and her dog-like friend over to their village that they have. And there are so many instances of this creature that it looks, it looks so adorable. And there, it happens. Who is not there? Who do we get to see, if not Ezra Bridger? One scene, Sabine stands in his village, the camera pans over, and who is standing behind her, if not a very bearded and a little bit rugged Ezra Bridger. We get the most beautiful reunion scene, and it almost made me tear up, even though I have not watched the whole Rebel series. Ezra Bridger looks a lot different than he did in this series anyway, but there is this beautiful reunion still and we get some of the first voice lines between Ezra and Sabine. And the episode kinda ends after that, some more scenes and then it ends, but there is this beautiful reunion scene and it's finally great to see Ezra back in action. He says that he's so happy that she came and that he's longing to go go home. But what Shabine doesn't tell him is that Tron is now going to come back and that she may have just given Tron the access he needed to exit this exiled that he is in this galaxy far, far away, where Ezra is also. But that was a beautiful reunion. These creatures that he was with with rock shells were so cute. Disney would probably sell some plushes of them and make some millions, but that's fine. They were really cute. And these dog creatures also, I hope they sell some kind of toy for that, because I, I'd like one of those. But then we also get some more Throne scenes, uh, and Throne and Night Sisters, or Great Mother scenes. They tell Throne that Ahsoka is coming, that they can sense it, and Throne is saying that basically we should prepare for her arrival. So in next episode, episode Seven. We have two episodes left, seven and eight. We're probably gonna get some Ahsoka action once again when she arrives with Yu Yang to this new galaxy and this planet, which also was some kind of graveyard for his space whales. That's that's another reason why it was such a cool design, this whole planet. So Tron is basically, we, should, we are going to prepare, and they are, at the time, loading this his Star Destroyer with some some uh, cargo that these uh, night sisters or great mothers are having a deal with him that they are going to transfer out of this world or something like that. So they are loading at a time and they are going to prepare for Ahsoka's arrival. That was the big things that happened in this very great and solid episode. Some other things I want to point out was the score. The music really hit hard, or not the music, but the, the score was just beautiful in this episode. I don't know who scored this, if it was if it was Ludwig Göransson or it was someone else, I think it was someone else. But it it was really beautiful, it, it really had this nice ambience and it really touched my soul a bit actually. It was really beautiful. We also get some nice lightsaber action in this episode when Sabine is fighting some bandits when she are on her way to find Ezra. It was not the most 
it wasn't the most awe-inspiring lightsaber action I've seen, but it was great to have some at least. I wonder if Ezra still has his lightsaber, and we will get to see some action with that later on. Because we are two episodes left, and we haven't seen that much footage from these three last episodes, including this this one, the two that are going to follow, and this one. And that is so great when we get. That means we get so much surprises, and there are so much more in store for us. That makes really, really hyped. I also want to say that I really would have liked a Balan Skull series or some more content with him. Rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. He does a, such a great job delivering some of his lines. And he is he is a he seemed to be a phenomenal actor. I really like his uh, portrayal of Balan Skull. He is such he has this calm to him and he's he seems so wise. There are some scenes when he's speaking with his apprentice Shinden, I guess. And they have such calm and thoughtful conversations. I, I would love to have seen more content with him. Because he's a great character. We will see what happens with him through the last two episodes. But... I hope he gets some more scenes because he, he does there such a great There was some moments where I rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. This episode also had such a great flow. It, it had this calm but menacing flow going through the whole thing. We have this calm starting with Yu Yang telling Ahsoka this story that we don't get to hear, but starting to tell her this story. And then we get into some more menacing points with Tron, and then it gets more calm again with... Sabine and then Ezra and some more menacing stuff at the end. It's, this episode just flows so great. It has a really great flow. The only thing that really disappointed me was the arrival of Tron. I think it could have been shot or done in a more exquisite way, if I would put it like that. It was not not cool enough for how long we have waited for it to happen but this stormtrooper or yeah stormtrooper army that he has that is merged with samurais almost they look really cool and there is also these bandits living in this wasteland on this planet they are also similar to similar to a samurai design and they also look really cool and Sabine fi- of course fights some of them and Balan Skull and Shin also encounters them later on there was actually some moments where I thought that Ezra might actually be dead. That he was maybe buried somewhere on this planet. And if that, if he would have gone down that road. If like Sabine finds Ezra's grave or something like that, poorly buried on this otherwise graveyard planet. That would be really heartbreaking. It would be an interesting road to go, but it would probably not be the best way. But it thought that that might happen because of what Tron actually said. It almost felt like we get a little bit too much in this episode, both with the entrance of Tron and then seeing Estra at the end. I would have liked maybe a little bit a better introduction to Tron, a more menacing one, and then maybe not that much scenes with him. I of course want scenes with Tron and Lars Mikkelsen, but maybe 
they should have moved some of them over to episode 7 and 8 to get this more thrilling experience this more that we oh now we're finally going to get some more scenes with him but we felt really filled up after this episode that we we, we are we are totally satisfied with this week's content that Star Wars brought us and it was a great episode I also want to add that, it, that there was one scene when Morgan Elspeth, Shin and Balen Skull exited the hyperspace with their like ring formed ship it looked really cool when they exited hyperspace I just want to do, add that a really cool scene visually uh, have you seen the episode yet? Uh, let us know what you thought of it in that case over on X as it's called now or maybe on YouTube or on Instagram. You can find us almost everywhere at the Movie Clubhouse. Because this was everything for this After Talk show. Uh, if you want, only if you want, you can leave a review if you think this is a great podcast or you can turn on notifications so you don't so you know when further episodes or newer episodes are dropping. That was all for this after talk. We are really looking forward to episode 7 and 8. But until you see you again, have a great time watching.